Uh, sorry, guys. It's hard to you man. You guys don't know anything about this world until I tell you, huh? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Look, just don't <laughs> apologize. Just do it. sun in the Lopetian desert lies the proud city of Mansamalut. The hard-working denizens of this mercantile capital live honest lives, but when the sun goes down, there is another face to this metropolis. The zookeeper is the head of a vast criminal network that controls trade just out of view of the law. This is the story of three aspiring members of that thieves guild. Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast about a band of bards out on tour. But today, we're playing Burglar Mystery Tour, an actual play podcast about a band of thieves robbing fools. My name is Brayton, and I'll be your DM. And I'm Ed, and I'll be playing Drell Griefstroke, a human warlock with jet black hair, he wears black leather armor, and he wears a black cloak. His favorite color is... Actually, you know what? I'll leave some of the imagination up to the listener. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm playing Jaxo Gix. He is a kobold. He's about three feet tall. He's got orange scales. His belly's like a yellow color. And he wears sunglasses, but they're like steampunky. And they don't actually fix the fact that he can't see very well in the daytime. He's pretty energetic and cute, even if Brayton doesn't think kobolds are cute. Hey y'all, this is Nora. I'm playing Hap Shepsim, a blonde, blue-eyed, charming fellow from far away. Hap's been part of the Thieves Guild for a while now and prefers any heist where he gets to shine in the leading role. He's a mark of finding human rogue and also a bit of a dick. He's not really nice to anyone unless he thinks he can get something out of it. Last time on Burglar Mystery Tour, the gang was assigned a task by Griggs, the heist master. They are to learn the whereabouts of a map containing the locations of Lopid farms in the area surrounding Manzamalut. They were handed an opportunity, an invitation to a party at the house of Admiral Augustus Finn, the owner of this map. We join them as they head off to the party disguised as Lord Smothers and his entourage. This is Burglar Mystery Tour. You pull up in front of this estate. It's like, you know, it's a mansion, but it's uh, it's only two stories tall, but it has a huge wall around the property, and he drops you off in front of the wall at the front of the property. Are there other people arriving right now? No, but there seem to be a lot of people there. Let's say it's like, what time did I say it was before? 6.30? Let's say it's like 8 o'clock. Okay. So you're fashionably late for the 7 o'clock party. Then we jump out and we give Monty the peace sign. And we're like, smell you later. He just waves because he doesn't want to give away his weird voice. All right. Um, outside of the wall, I am going to cast. Just so you know, like the wall is like, a, I don't know what you call it. It's like a, what do wall, What are walls made out of? Like stone. stone like adobe. Granite. Like adobe. It's like painted Mud. white. Brick. 
Yeah. It's only like 10 feet tall. There's a large gate in the very front. There's about like a 50 yard long front yard that has a sculpted garden. It's very lush. A lot of bushes that are well kept. And the wall seems to go around the perimeter of the entire property. Um, it gets to be about 10 feet from the sides of the houses. Of Not the houses, just the one house. Hey, have you remembered the invitation, right? I do have it right here, and I pull it out of my breast pocket. Good. Uh, okay, so we're outside in the wall, and I make sure there's nobody looking, and I cast Disguise Self on myself to make myself look like a gnome instead of a kobold. And I make my clothes look fancy, kind of, like matching the style of haps. What color are yours, hap? Purple. Okay, I go with like a emerald green but that's sort of same fancy style, so I look like I fit in at the party. And um, I still have all my stuff, right? Like, that's how this works? Yes. What's the spell say? To You make yourself, including your clothing, armor, weapons, and other belongings on your person, look different until the spell ends in an hour or until you use your action to dismiss it. You can seem one foot shorter or taller and can appear thin, fat, or in between. You can't change your body type, so you must adopt a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. I mean, my face is still a snouty snout. Your face can just look like a gnome's face. That's no problem. But what are you going to do about your tail? Then I'm going to go for a gnome in a dress so that the dress is poofy in the butt and it covers up the tail. Like it goes floor length. Like it has a bustle. Yeah. I assume that that's in style. (laughs) Sure. It sounds like a fine style for the desert. (laughs) Sleeveless to the floor. So you did that like in the carriage before we got out or? No, I, well, I was making sure there was no one around and he said there was nobody coming around. It was just, so I did it like right outside the wall before we go in. Oh, there aren't like guards there? Um, so I feel, this is what I feel like should have happened. So we'll just do a little retcon. I feel like you should do that in the carriage and the carriage, instead of dropping you in front of the wall, should take you to the front door because that's how you do. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell, Morty? And your boy Monty's no schlub. So when you're getting close... He opens a little door into the carriage and he says, we're almost there. And then he closes it. And then you can cast that spell on yourself. All right. That's when I do it. All right. Then he rolls inside that wall that I've previously described. There's just a driveway with a loop at the end. He pulls around the loop. There's a front door to this mansion. Standing at the front door, there are three guards. One of them is clearly the leader of the guard group. And there's a uh, herald. The butler? I don't know. There's a guy there who greets you as you climb out of the carriage. He coughs into his hand, and he holds his hand out, clearly wanting your invitation. Oh, good evening, sir. I am Lord Tad Smothers. Here is my invitation to this party. These are my associates. He accepts the invitation and looks at it real quickly, and then he announces loudly, he says, Introducing Lord Tad Smothers and guests. And then he steps to the side and bows. We prefer the term interage. He ignores that, and he motions with a sweeping gesture into the front hall. Why, thank you. And we proceed. What's this party look like? Is it bumping? Yeah, this party's awesome. All right, so you walk into the foyer of this house. It's very open. There, there are, are people all over trays the around? house. Well, I'll like, tell grab you about apps? it if you take a second. We're really antsy to get some hors d'oeuvres here. All right. So straight in front of you, there's a big uh, like open space with lounge furniture and ceiling to floor windows. Directly above you, it's like one story tall. 
but there's like a loft. So the, the room that you're looking into with all the lounge furniture is two stories tall with like an overhang with a balcony. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then the windows all along the side that are opposite of the front door look out onto a back veranda or like deck. And that's where most of the people, some people are lounging in those couches. There are many people outside milling about. If you look to your left, there's a dining area and the whole dining room or the dining table is covered with um, like what do you food? Little mini pies. Is this the cookie table? Crab and Well, there's a cookie table in the corner of that room. Yeah. But on the table, there's a bunch of entrees. Like mozzarella sticks rolled in salami. Little mini hot dogs wrapped in dough? No, those are on trays that servers are carrying around. There are two or three servers walking around with either drinks or hors d'oeuvres. And one walks over to you guys and offers you drinks. They're fluted wine glasses. Oh, I take well, thank one. you very much. Thank you. Uh, naturally, naturally. I slip a silver in his pocket. Thank you very much, sir. I say for what? Thank you. Then he carries on. How many other people are at this party? Let's say about 30. So it's a kind of, a, it's a large party. Say 30? Yeah. We're 10% of this party? How many people? We were fashionably late. How many people come with an entourage? <laughs> I think you're bringing up a good point. Let's say that there are 57 people at the party. And we make it 60? No. Nope. You get there were 54, and now there are 57. Okay. 5% of this party. That's less than Does that include the band? No. Okay. That's just guests. Yeah. Guests and hosts. The staff doesn't count as people. And entourages. Yeah. As you came in the front door on either side of the building, there were two um, garages. Stables is the word I want. You know, a garage for a horse is called a stable. I heard that one time. Yeah, it doesn't change much. <laughs> um, and then from where you're standing just inside the door, uh, like, like I said, to the left was the dining room. But to the right, there are stairs that go up. And it seems like the kind of party that you're not supposed to go upstairs. But there's nothing barring your way. Okay. Where do you guys want to go? Let's get some more d'oeuvres. <clears throat> I'd like to look around the room and see if I can identify which people are our hosts just by visually using clues. Sure. So you kind of meander forward a little bit into the lounge area where there are those big windows that you can see out the back. Towards the back right corner, there's a really large man who's really loud and boisterous and he's gesticulating very energetically. And you assume that that is Admiral Augustus Finn because he matches the description. And then on the other side of the patio, there's an outdoor kitchen, like a grill, and there's somebody working it. And standing near there, not working, but just standing near there, is an elegant woman who you're assuming is Lady Serena Finn. They're both like um, in their 50s or late 50s or so, is your guess. And then there's a bunch of people who all look great all over the place. Is there anybody that's like sticking to a corner? Like they're not a social butterfly and they don't want to be actually be at this party? Yeah. There's this guy, this human adult who's young, a young adult, maybe 20 or 23 or something. And he is in the lounge area. The, I'm going to call it the living room because that's what it says on my map. 
and he's just kind of sitting by himself and doesn't really want to talk to people. There's another couple in the living room that's sitting and talking to each other, but he's not part of that conversation. I would like to grab a drink from one of the trays, an extra one, and bring it over to him and sit down next to him. Okay. He uh, he just looks at you and he goes, oh, sorry, was I, hello, I don't believe we've met before. And he offers you his hand. Hello there, good sir. I am Lord Smothers. I've just arrived in town and I noticed you sitting over here quite alone. As a fellow person that doesn't know any much of anyone here, I just wanted to introduce myself and maybe learn a little, little bit about you. Uh, okay, yeah. And he sits up straight in the chair and he says, I'm sorry, I... I, this is so rude of me. I'm sorry. Yeah, my name's Ferguson. Ferguson Finn. You might have... This is my house. Oh, you are the son of the illustrious host tonight. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's me. I'm the uh, the eldest son. Uh, I better take you around and introduce you. Uh, we've been really excited to meet you for quite some time. How kind of you, young sir. Let me just introduce my compatriots that came with me tonight. This is my number two. Introduce yourself, man. Oh, I am uh, Magalus. I'm a functional vizier for Lord Smothers. And my number three. Hi, uh, I'm Juliet, and I make sure that anywhere he goes, he has what he needs. I'm sorry, did you say Juliet? Yes, Juliet. Excellent. Um, it's great to meet you all. Welcome to my home. Uh, have you guys gotten any food? We, we picked up a few hors d'oeuvres on the way in. Maybe not enough, though, you know? Quite a beautiful home you have here. Uh, thank you, thank you. What are we celebrating tonight? Nothing. My mom just likes to throw parties, you know. I do quite understand. Yeah, she's, uh, she's out there in the back. I should take you to meet her. She's much better at uh, this kind of thing than I am. I'm, I get a little bit bored of these. We have them so much. Seems difficult to get bored of all this extravagance. I don't know. Our family's been so so wealthy for so long that I just wanted to do something that has a little more art in it. I don't know. You got you to gotta choose if you want to be comfortable or if you want to have fun, you know? What kind of art? Oh, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, what we do as a family is, is more beautiful than any art, so my father tells me. Do you enjoy the visceral arts? Of the what? The visceral arts? That's what I said. What's that mean? How do you feel about blood? He looks around, kind of shifty. I can't say as though I'm a big fan of it outside of the body. All right. It's not for everyone. I just figured you said you were into art. Magnus, please do leave the young sir alone. He's going to introduce us to our hosts. He said he liked art. Just asking questions. Well, you do that quite too often, I think. Is there art here? Can we go look at it? You can you Show me around. Uh, yeah, come with me. And then he walks you around. Like, there's a door on the side of the living room that goes out to the back patio. And he walks you out. On his way into the back patio, there's another person coming in who is also young. And when they pass each other by the doorway, the one coming in makes a quick gesture like he's gonna, like he's boxing him in the gut. And he's like, ah, oh, gotcha. And um, to which the person you've already met, Ferguson, replies, all right, Harry, geez, take it easy. He is dressed more extravagantly than everybody else, it seems. Harry is? Yes. He's got like a half-length cape on. Everything is like crushed velvet. And he has like a felt cap on. 
and he's just really animated and really active. And he's like, all right, gee, sorry. And he just waves as he moves past you. I nudge Hap and I'm like, give him a wink. Why are you giving me a wink? That's our mark. Come on. This is our code. We know this stuff. Uh, I, uh, I tell Ferguson, I didn't know there were going to be some fighting exhibitions this evening. Oh, don't mind him. That's just, that's my brother, Harry. Ah. He doesn't know how to act. The younger master then. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay, though. He means well. He's just, he just doesn't understand what it means. Put your nose to the grindstone and help the family out. You know, he's always off, you know, gambling with his friends and drinking at the river. You know, I too have this problem, young master. I'm the oldest in my family and my younger brothers are quite the same. Yeah, tell me about it. Younger brothers are the worst. Their viziers are much more stressed. They're what? Viziers. I don't know what that word is. I didn't hear what you said, and I was like, that's fine. It's like an advisor. It's like Jafar in Aladdin is the vizier. He gives you advice about what to do and like helps you run the country. In this case, he helps you run your trading business and seashells and pearls. Okay. And it's probably evil. You know, there are non-evil viziers. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Just there no, no examples in literature. They just don't talk about them in the stories. I feel like it's got the same root word as advisor, but yeah, I don't know if that's could true. Could be, yeah. Makes sense. All right. So you guys are heading out. We went past Harry and Ferguson says, all right, well, I think that it's probably most important to meet my father. And so he walks you towards the right side of the patio where that guy was standing gesticulating and he's just finishing up a whole story. There's a small group of people, five people or so around him. All laughing and having a good time. And he's like, so then I told him, get out of here with that deal. And then they all laugh. I laugh too. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ferguson, it's about time you stopped moping and came out here. Who are your friends? Well, Admiral, my name is Lord Tad Smothers. Very pleased to be here. Oh, Tad Smothers. He reaches his hand out for a handshake. I shake it vigorously. He's real strong gripped. He has a big old hand. Looks like we got some more competition moving into the area, huh? How long have you been in town? Uh, We just arrived this evening. These are my compatriots. Uh, He reaches a hand out to to greet you guys. I shake his hand. This is Maglis, my number two, my vizier. And, of course, Juliet, my third. Great to meet you. Great to meet you. And to meet you. When he shakes your hand, Jaxo's the kobold's hand, he shakes you a little bit too strongly and you feel uncomfortable because you're not tall enough to shake his hand that way. I make a weird face about it. He sees your face and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bud. And then he pats you on the back a little bit too hard. He says, (laughs) I didn't mean nothing by it. It's all all right. It's because he shook your hand after mine and I gave him the big tough guy handshake where you got to try to give this stronger handshake than each other. Oh, yeah. Do you want you want to do a handshake off? Yeah. 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 I'll do a handshake rule. I got a 16 on handshake. What'd you add to it? Your strength? Can I add my charisma to my handshake skill? Yeah. Do your charisma if you want. 18, baby. He squeezes your hand, but you tucked your hand up in the crook really well and you squeeze his hand and he seems like he was surprised by how hard you shook his hand and he admires you me. think he might have winced but it would be it was so subtle he says wow didn't know you were bringing all the guards with you well admiral when you travel on the road you must bring security with you of course no business is a joke tell us how does the lopid business treat you these days <laughs> that's the best business you could be in if you're me i don't think you should get into that business Oh, of course not. And then he gestures around at his house and he says, yeah, life's okay, I guess. 
clearly implying that he's got a lot of money. There's no need to talk business, but I'd love to meet with you in the upcoming weeks once you're settled in. Maybe we can work something out. Of course, of course. Have your man give my man your information and we'll set something up. All right, he motions to Ferguson to get Maglis, the vizier's information. <laughs> so Ferguson comes over to Ed, to your character, and he's like, um, I don't know why we're doing this now, but he takes out a piece of paper. And hey, business is business. You know, all business time is all time when you're in the business. Yeah, so he takes out a notepad and a charcoal pencil, and he's like, all right, well, where's um, what's the address that's best to reach you at? Now, clearly, Lord's Mother said, have your guy give your information to my guy. Sure. And then he writes down <laughs> his ad- where we are. address we're at right now. <laughs> yeah, he also writes down uh, an address for an office in the business district that's like a storefront. So that's the office then. All right. Tears the sheet out of his notebook. He says, stop by anytime during, you know, Normal business time. I'm usually there with my nose in a book. Yeah, once we get set up, I'll get you our information too. But uh, we're still finalizing a few properties and stuff. So, you know. Yeah, you're familiar with the business district and this storefront. It's just like a normal spot. Cool. All right. And then Augustus Finn says, well, make sure you don't go away hungry. And why don't you meet some people around here? You know, that's what the night's all about. I should love to make some new friends and business acquaintances. Of course, Mr. Admiral, sir. We'll go socialize with everyone else. Yes, thank you for inviting us. Yep, sure thing. And he pats you on the back real hard. I wince. Hey, guys, it's Ed. Not your favorite DM anymore, apparently. Thanks a lot, guys. I just wanted to bring up a few small points, and that is this is not Bandit Mystery Tour Like somebody who didn't write the thing would maybe think, but it is Burglar Mystery Tour. So whoever made the mid-reel last week probably just wasn't familiar with the campaign enough and was just flying off the cuff and saying just random weird stuff. But don't you worry about it. Your best character player, Ed, here knows exactly what's going on. Anyway, thanks a lot for listening, guys, and thanks for supporting us uh, in any way you can. We really appreciate it a lot. We hope you're liking Burglar Mystery Tour. Uh, we recognize it kind of starts off a little slow. We kind of got into this, got to get into the swing of things here, so uh, we're getting there. But uh, you know, thanks for listening. We hope you like it. We hope you like the change up. It's really interesting for us to play things that aren't bards for once. So that's really exciting, and uh, we're going to be getting into the action here in uh, you know the next. Seven or eight weeks, I don't know. Uh, also, I guess on that point is I should mention to you guys, we're not going to try to stick to the four-episode formula this um, mid-season thing we're doing. So we don't know if this is going to be four episodes or if it might be five or six, but we're trying to shoot for closer like 45, 50-minute episodes. We don't want to drop in any more of those like hour-and-a-half episodes that we do every once in a while when we got to cram some uh, content in. We just want to try to... Make it a more steady listening experience for you guys. If uh, you missed some of our songs, don't forget you can run over to bardicmysterytour.com and there's a link to our Bandcamp page that you can check out our songs if you want to. Remember, you can always buy those albums if you want. But also, if you're a Patreon patron, then you get those albums for free when they come out, which these albums have got to be coming out pretty soon. So don't you worry. Thanks for listening again, guys. We're going to get back to it. I know it's... uh. A lot of characters and stuff in this one, so just, uh, you know, sit back, enjoy the ride. Here we go. 
What do you guys want to do now? You're out on the deck. There's a bunch of people. There's a couple of guards and some butlers. And Is there an hors d'oeuvre tray out here? There's a grill. There's a guy grilling stuff up. I need those mozzarella sticks that are wrapped in salami, man. I need them. <gasps> mm. uh, there's nobody outside with that. Well, what's your what's your real name, Drell? I whispered to Drell, and I'm like, hey, can you go grab us some snacks? I'm pretty hungry. Yeah, I'm going to go find some snacks right now. I'll head inside real quick. That's like my job. My job is to get you the things you need. Are you guys splitting up? Yeah, I'm going to find some snackos. Yeah, I'm going to go help find some snacks. So you're not splitting up. You two are staying together. Yeah, we're ditching this loser. All right. I'm going to stay outside and kind of meander towards where the lady fin is standing. Mm-hmm. Um, is there some place that is like they like an abandoned veranda that I can go stand on and like have a smoke and look mysterious? Um, so everybody's out on the deck area. Okay. Like that's the cool place to be. It's a cool night. All right. Well, then I want to find just like an empty wall and I want to put one of my legs up and then have a smoke and tip my head down with a, like my hat over my head. You can do that. You can do that along the, the back fence area. It's like, you know, it's by the wall. That goes around the whole perimeter. Mm-hmm. And then I want to do some secret looking around from underneath my hat so people can't tell what I'm looking at, but get a lay of the land and see if I see anything that sticks out. There's um the lady of the house. Looks like she's over there. You can see Drell and Jaxo going inside through the windows that go into the living room lounge area. We went in through the windows? Through the windows, you can see that they went through a door and they're now on the inside of the house by the food table. Did I already say that Lady Finn is standing relatively near you with a group of people just politely talking, not too boisterously? Sit next to the grill. Yeah, and the grill is there. They're making skewers of food. What are those called? Kebabs. Kebabs. They're making kebabs. They got kebabs with cubes of steak on them and chicken and cherry tomatoes and hunks of mozzarella. Hunks of mozzarella? Dude, I was looking for the hunks of mozzarella. Yeah, well, you didn't go to the grill. You said they weren't out there. No, you were looking for sticks of mozzarella with salami wrapped around them. Yeah, you, yeah, that's in the dining room area. These are skewers. Past the grill, there's like a kitchen, like an internal kitchen. And past that, you can't see, but there's some piece of the building between the kitchen and that front stable that you saw. Um, I'm trying to think of what else you would be interested in. Can I see from out here if there's a way to get to the second floor on the outside of the house? So there's no direct way. Like there aren't stairs on the outside of the house. There's only stairs on the inside of the house. That sounds like a fire trap. But there are trees that grow around the wall. You could imagine a person who's very athletic climbing a tree and leaping across the 10-foot gap onto the roof or something. Okay. Above the kitchen, there's a bedroom. It seems to be a bedroom. There's a balcony on the back of that that you can see, but it doesn't have stairs that get to it. Okay. You two chumps are inside looking for, what'd you say, mozzarella with salami wrapped around it? Yeah. All right. You're heading to that dining room with all the stuff laid out? Yeah, I'm going to keep my eyes open for Harry, too. Oh, Harry's, you don't see him. Okay. But there's a bunch of food. I'm going to keep my eyes out for other wings of the building that look like I could go to them that are unoccupied or unwatched. Okay, so there are the stairs that go upstairs. So the only guards you've seen are out on the back veranda 
there's a set of three guards and at the front door there's a set of three guards there are um servants there's like butlers and the the serving people like cooks and stuff that are milling around moving throughout the house that will probably stop you if you do something but you're not sure um so the house has it basically has two wings so if you want to consider like the north wing and the south wing those seem to be bedroom wings the southern wing on the ground floor it's behind the kitchen there's a closed door but you can tell there's some sort of building behind it and then past the stairs going north there's a closed door but you can see there's some sort of building behind it and those are the sections of the house that you could tell from outside have space on the second floor so it's kind of like there are two wings that each have two floors that would be rooms do they look like they have rooms downstairs you mean below the the ground floor like a basement on the ground floor like it looks like there's downstairs and upstairs rooms yes all right there's a very specific type of person i'm looking for and it's the kind of person that looks like they're here to party really hard but like they came for the party, not because they are here to like meet cool people, not the socialites, right? Like the socialites come and they're like, oh, I'm going to intermingle. But I'm looking for someone that like maybe got brought by a socialite because they're like, yo, you going to that party? Can I get in? Would you guys want to get to that party? And they're like, dude, like why? And they're like, dude, I just want to come to the party. And like, we're just going to party it up, dude. There's going to be girls. There's going to be liquor. We're going to get drunk. I'm looking for that person. Yeah. Roll an insight check. 23. Uh, yeah. There's a couple there like that, and you found them. Some real bros hanging out. They're all hanging out next to the bar. They're near the grill. Yeah. God damn it, the grill? Everybody else has regular-sized glasses and, like, pint glasses, and they have way too big a cups. One of them has a glass boot, and one of them has, like, just a one-liter moss, <laughs> and they're, like, chugging them too much, and they keep, every time they say anything, they seem to toast. And they smash their glasses together like, yeah, and then they chug some more. And then there's a lady dwarf with them. She's also drinking too much, which is impressive for a dwarf. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say to Jaxo. All right, Gillette, I'm going to see if I can get some of the dirt on this family and see what kind of pressure we can get. All right. As far as I can tell, our good friend Lord Smothers is doing some uh, layout reconnaissance. So I'll look on some motives. Maybe you look at like uh, some of the inside working stuff. That sound reasonable and valuable. Mm-hmm. Who's going to bring right. the snacks? I just got enough for me. I loaded up a plate. It's like it's like way too much snacks. You bitch. There's like cheese cubes with toothpicks in them. And there's a bunch of like salami and pepperoni. And, Is there pie? Uh, prosciutto. Yeah, there's pies. There's I'm a bunch going of there. Pies. I go for the pie. All right. You grabbing some for uh, Lord Smothers there? Yeah. Are you actually? No. There's a lot of shifty eye content going on there, Emily. Uh-huh. Yep. What kind of pie do you want to get? There are like four different kinds of pie. Um, I want peach berry pie. Yeah, they got that. There's peach berry. There's a plum pie. And a pumpkin pie. You're not sure if it's pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie. Okay, that's fine. And there's um whipped cream. Nice. In a bowl with a serving spoon. I put that on top. Only on the pumpkin squash. Okay. Pie, whatever. And I get two pieces of each, and then I take two pieces, one of each to my friend, and then I, well, first I eat one of each, and then I deal with the plates, and then I take the other ones to my friend. Okay. They're also like uh, little gherkins and olives, and um, anyway. Why, thank you, Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to find a bathroom around here, so I'm going to go do that. Do you need anything else? Very well. 
I will see you later. I give him a wink. I leave the vicinity of Hap. All right. So, um, Emily, where are you headed? Into the building. And you're looking for a bathroom. Yes. I'm just going to keep looking at doors and opening doors until I find a bathroom. But I'm actually not looking for a bathroom. Um, but that's going to be what I say to anyone who asks me what I'm doing. All right. Well, which way do you want to go? To the northern wing or the southern wing? I want to go to the southern wing, but not because I think it will help my accent any. All right. So that's like just past the dining room. If you keep going, there's like a doorway you can peek through. As you're headed that way, a server is coming through that door past you and they kind of bump into you and they say, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, can I help you find something? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm looking for the bathroom. They start to look like across the foyer, like they're going to point over there. And then they say, there's one just here behind me. Just come around the corner and then just close this door when you're on your way out. All right. Thanks. They move so you can get through and then they walk out into the dining room area. Okay. I go in there. All right. In there, there's a, there's a door that goes to a bathroom, clearly, that they're referencing. And then there's another shut door. There are two more shut doors. And there's nobody else in there. Let me say that again. There are three shut doors, plus the door you just came through, and a door to a bathroom. And there's nobody else in there. So there are five doors? Yeah. Okay. I close the door behind me. Do I know which one's the bathroom already? Yeah, the bathroom door was ajar, and there's a, like, it looks like a bathroom. Okay. Like it's tiled and stuff. I open the door across from the bathroom. Do you do it stealthfully? Or oh, yeah. Do you just I like open try it? the handle just to, just to see. All right, roll a stealth check. 17. You very quietly engage the handle, and then you creak the door open, and it's a bedroom. And it's decorated with. A bunch of posters of plants. There's a lot of green plants growing like on all the, you know, on the dresser and the bedside table and stuff. There's a lot of like little house plants. Okay. Do you want to go into the room? Yeah, I want to go in and I close the door quietly behind me. There's no one in there. There's nobody in there. Okay. I mean, roll a perception check. There's nobody in there. 12. That you can see. You can't smell anyone in there. I kind of just snoop around and look and see if I can figure out which person's bedroom this is, since I don't really know who would like plants out of who we've met so far. Okay. Yeah, you look around. What languages do you speak? Common and Draconic. There's a bunch of books on a bookshelf that seem to have plant-based information in them, but it's in a language. Most of the books are in a language you can't understand. Some of them are in common uh, with book titles like... uh, the Botanist's Guide to Medivia. Cool. Are they in Lopidian? Not that anybody can tell. Okay. Oh, are you asking me if the common tongue is Lopidian? Nope. Strangely enough, they just call it common. Huh. What? Yeah, it's a wild thing in this in this part of the world. Losers. Um, Nora, what are you doing now? I'm going to look for another guy holding drinks. Okay. You see across the veranda, there's a server handing out drinks. You can also see the drill is approaching these people who are getting a little raucous drinking beers near the grill. I want to pick up one a new drink, and then I want to find a shadowy corner so I can put in my love filter. Aha. Uh-huh. It's going to be hard to find a shadowy corner on the back patio because it's so open. You might have to go inside I just need a spot where I can like turn around for a second and like pour it in real quick. 
Yeah, you can do that basically in front of everybody if you want to roll a stealth check. What about a sleight of hand check? Yeah, roll a sleight of hand check. 16. You pour your potion into a drink smoothly. I want to go up to Lady Finn and the circle of people that she's hanging out with and introduce myself. I feel like she needs a good voice. You want to try British voice, Brayton? Oh, hello! And she holds her hand out in a way that you can kiss her knuckles delicately. Oh, hello, Lady Finn. My name is Lord Smothers. I've just arrived. I've heard all about you. It's quite a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I've brought you a fresh drink. And I hand her the spiked drink. Oh, what a dear. And then she leans forward to take the drink. And then she stands in a way that she's clearly showing off her necklace, which has pearls in it. And she's waiting for you to comment. What a beautiful piece of jewelry, my lady. I've seen quite the like of the pearls before, but never in such an arrangement. Wherever did you get it? My husband got this for me on our 15th anniversary. You must know that I'm a pearl merchant. So next time you're looking for such a beautiful piece, you must come to my shop. Oh, I heard you just got into town. Are you already setting up shop? We shall be. We shall be. We're just getting all our paperwork in order before we can start selling, of course. You know how those import-export taxes are. (laughs) I really do not. My father is not part of this conversation. My husband handles all of that business transactions uh, with our sons. Ah, yes, of course. I keep the house. And you can tell that that's a joke to her because she throws parties and she doesn't do any house cleaning or house maintenance. And of course you share your beauty with the whole household. I have never seen quite the like. Oh, don't make an old lady blush. Tell me, have you had any of the hors d'oeuvres? Quite a few, my lady. They're delicious. Did you prepare them yourself? Oh, no. We have help for that. Of course, of course. Do you need to get... And she moves to the side so you can get to the grill. She's like, please, have have a kebab. I pick one up and eat it. How many stars would you give it out of 10? How many stars would I give it out of 10 as a DM? Yeah. Nine. Okay. I don't know. It does. There's no seafood on it at all. Are you a seafood person? Um, No, because I didn't grow up near the sea. Okay, then you love it. Quite delicious. She raises her glass and she says, Well, here's to new friendships and good health. I cheers her. All right. I guess she drinks it. Sweet. What's uh, what's that potion do? So the filter of love. The next time you see a creature within 10 minutes after drinking this filter, you become charmed by that creature for one hour. If the creature is of a species and gender you are normally attracted to, you regard it as your true love while you are charmed. This potion's rose-hued effervescent liquid contains one easy-to-miss bubble shaped like a heart. Do you have a plan to make sure that she looks at you right away? I think with the toast, that's how that works, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. All right. Does she get a save? It doesn't say so in this description. Son of a gun. I shouldn't have given you that. That's a good one. All right. She seems to be infatuated with you. And then she's like, do tell me how you get to be so dashingly handsome hunting pearls. And she's, like, trying to, like, find an excuse to get closer to you. It is just a curse, my lady. Now, you must tell me more about your husband's business. Oh, that, I'm so that curious. old windbag. <laughs> that old hot air balloon. Maybe we could go somewhere a little bit quieter, maybe upstairs, and you could tell me about it. That is so scandalous. I could show you our wonderful abode, if that's what you're asking. A tour, of course. I'd love one. A tour. 
Maybe I can bring my compatriots along with me. She looks around and she doesn't see anybody standing next to you. And she looks confused. Per- perhaps we shall find them? Yes, we'll grab them on the whenever we meet them on the tour. Of course. Okay. She starts leading you back into the living room area to start the tour. Yeah, Ed, let's do you. All right. I walk over to the cluster of fellows. I'm like, oh, it looks like I found the real party. Where'd you guys get all those party glasses? They just gave me this stupid champagne flute. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah. Uh, hold on, man. We'll get you. And then uh, the dwarf woman looks around conspiratorially. And then she sneaks past the grill into the kitchen area real quick. And then she comes back with a big old moss for you. I'm like, that's what we're talking about. And she's like, hey, man, it's good to have another cool person at the party. Hex, yeah. Let's say there's a beer tap like outside by the grill area. Fill that bad boy up. She starts filling it up for you. And she goes, what's your name? My name's Donna. Donna. Oh, I'm Maglius. The other two dudes are like, I'm Pete, and this here's Dave. They clearly matter. Uh, Fuck you, buddy. (laughs) And then they cheers you real big. Yeah. I'm like, so, the Finns, huh? Oh, yeah. What a wonderful family, the Finn family. And then Dave and Pete cheers each other real hard, and you too. And Donna also puts her glass in, but she's like a little bit like, all right, guys, it's a little too much in her face. And she's like, hey, what did you say your name was? Maglis? Yeah. It's great to meet you. What do you, what do, you do around here? Do you work for the Finns too? Oh, no. I uh, work with one of the merchants that's uh, coming to town. Oh, no way. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So you're just here trying to network like everybody else? Yeah, basically, you know, trying to find, you know, people that I'm going to end up talking to. People on the real business side of stuff, you know? Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm not big on mingling too much. I just, you know, more of a bookworm. Oh, I saw you over here. I thought this was the party table. Minus the table, if you know what I mean. I think that you don't know much about nerds. And then she cheers you, and then she tries to, like, outdrink you like a tough guy. Oh, boy. You want to do, like, a performance constitution check? I'm going to clearly fail, though. I'm trying to get too out of control, so I'm going to let her win. Oh, all right. If you win, you can just do a bad job. I got an 18 on uh, my performance check. All right. Well, you did a good job of looking like you couldn't drink as much as her. It's like a waterfall that you quit early. Spills all over me. Then she's like, ha. Oh, looks like we got a guy with a drinking problem over here. <laughs> and Pete and Dave are like, oh, I cheers them too. Yeah, nice. So you work for the Finns. Yeah, yeah. They call me first mate around here. Yeah? I've been with them for for a little while now. All right. I'm the brains behind the uh, brains, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Help them think they came up with the good ideas. Yeah, they they got the business savvy, but the whole thing always comes down to physical know-how. You know, knowledge of the physical laws of nature. You know what I mean? Not 100%. Talking about botany, bud. Botany? I don't know much about botany. I know more about pearlotomy. What's that? That's a pearl joke. It's a joke in the in the trade. You must, yeah, it must be a must be a joke for people in the trade. Yeah, oh, sorry. Inside jokes, you know, can't help myself. And she's like, "Well, here's the here's the jokes about the trade." And she holds her glass up for cheers. All right, I cheers her. She just likes to drink. You guys just keep drinking. Sure. All right. Eventually, you guys run out of beers, and she's like, I got to go in, hit the head real quick. 
cover for me. All right. And she hands you her glass. All right. So when Donna leaves, I turn to Pete and Dave and I'm like, so Donna's just like one of them, huh? Yeah, man. She's one of us. Wait, them? What? Oh, the Finns. Oh, yeah. She's not. I mean, she's. Yeah. I mean, she lives here, but she's not. She doesn't like she's like not a she's not a Finn. Like She's not in the family. Oh, all right. She's cool, though. She doesn't like to talk dirt on them like you guys. What? No. We're the best at talking dirt. And then they put their mugs up for cheers. <laughs> I cheers them, too. I'm like, bosses, man. You know, they don't get it. Yeah, man. I, and then they look around real quick and they're like, yeah, we keep it down. I mean, some uh, our boss is pretty cool, though. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then they look around again and then they lean in and they're like, <laughs> and then they hold their mugs down for like a secret cheers. Then I give them a quizzical look. Oh, because we because we work here because we work for the Finns. Who do you work for? Oh, Lord Smothers. I never heard of him. Yeah, we're new in town. Oh, no way. That's cool. You guys don't sell lopids, do you? That'd be awkward, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. How do you guys even keep track of that stuff? Well, I just show up, you know, at the office and then they just tell me to go to the warehouse and pick up stuff and drive it around. You know, you guys are both drivers. He's a driver. Dave says that Pete says, well, he's just a, you'll get there one day, bud. He's just a stock boy, you know, warehouse guy. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Where are the warehouses they use? Oh, they got one downtown. Then they got a couple outside of the city. All right. Cool. Cool. At least they throw parties though. You know, I always say if the pay ain't good, at least the perks are great. There you go. And then he leans in. He's like, but the pay is pretty good though. I mean, oh, that's good. That's good. Do you drive? Are you a driver? No, I don't. I don't drive. I do physicals, you know. Physicals? You're like a doctor. Yeah. Uh, no. I have to go every two years to get a physical so I can keep my job as a driver. From the DOT? From the DOT, yeah. Yeah, I know how it is, yeah. Yeah, maybe you can give me a deal on it, though, next time if you're in town. Make sure you keep your card in your wallet, though, man. Dude, I got it. You want to see? I no, I got okay. it. No, he like, puts his beer down on the ground and he starts rummaging through his wallet. No, no, no. I, I know. They're all... It's, all the same. All right, well, I could show it to you if you need to see it. Yeah, let's see it. Let's see it. Oh, son of a bitch. Uh, it takes him like a minute. Then he pulls out like this crumpled up piece of paper and he hands it to you. And he's like, see, I'm legit. Yeah, yeah, dude. I believe it. Do you it. inspect it very closely? No, I don't give a shit. Okay. No, no, I'll look it over real quick. It's out of date. It's like two months out of date. I only rolled a nine perception. It looks great. I'm like, yeah, man, it looks like a DOT card, man. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go, uh, got to drain the weasel, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. And then uh, Dave goes, yeah, uh, me too. Wait, who's going to hold Donna's glass? All right, I'll stand here. I'll wait for it. Don't worry. All right, they go inside, but then they split up and go different directions, presumably to two different bathrooms. And then Nora's character walks past you with Lady Finn. Oh, Magnus, there you are. Would you like to come on a tour of the house with us? Yeah, um, I want to do that, but I'm holding Donna's glass for her. Uh, Lady Finn goes, oh, yeah, you wouldn't want Donna to be lonely. What was her voice like before? Oh, Donna surely loves that glass. You probably should be where she can find you with it. No worries. Enjoy the party. Yeah, maybe when she stops up, I'll catch up to you guys. Lovely. All right, we'll see you upstairs then, Maglis. Cool. Then she like kind of drags you along. Lord Tad Smothers, if that truly is your name. Um, which we know it's and not. It's not. All right. She drags you inside. She's like just pointing at the places you've already seen. Like, this is the living room. This is the foyer. Here's the dining area. 
this is the kitchen. Uh, you can see out there where the, the grill and outside dining area are. Over here, we have a small study beside the living room. That's like on the other side of that door that you were leaving through the living room. That Like the next room over is a small study. And then she says, and here we have the master suite. And she like opens a door in the northern wing and takes you in. Mm-hmm. This is my grand bath. And it's this humongous room for a bathroom. Is there like a huge tub, like a jacuzzi tub? So she shows you this master bathroom. It's really nice. She keeps trying to be really close to you, but she's trying to be proper. How's, what does... She's charmed. Is that what you said? Yeah. If I am like the gender and general type of person that she's attracted to, then she thinks I'm her true love for an hour. It doesn't make her like stupid, right? And she's charmed. Yeah. She knows she's married and has like um, control over her actions and stuff. It doesn't really specify. That's how we're playing it. Okay. All right. So then she starts to blush a little bit and she says, oh, let me show you the rest of the house. And then she takes you past the like out of the bathroom right in that same wing of the house is the master suite. So there's a bedroom that has some more private lounge furniture and then leading off the back towards the backyard. It's like an enclosed sitting area that's part of the back porch, like it's glass. There's a regular door that goes onto the sitting area, which is kind of like an inside part of the backyard that you could see from outside. And in that room, there are two dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are our hounds. And she gives them uh, scratches on the ears. They like sit up. Do they have names, my lady? Oh, of course. Why wouldn't they have names? She says... I'll tell them to you. Do they like strangers? They're very good guard dogs, so no. But they're friendly whenever a steady hand is around. This one here is Chompers, and this one here goes by the nom de plume rascal. Well, I'm sure I'm quite charmed to make their acquaintance. They're like Doberman pincers. Do they have floppy ears, though, because they didn't torture them? Nope, their ears are pinned. Dang, do they have long tails? Or are they No, they, they got the little stubby tails. Dang. But whenever you pet them, they both kind of stand up and then their their butts shake as they wake their tails back and forth. She reaches into a jar, like a cookie jar looking thing on a stand in the room, and she hands you a dog treat out of it. Two of them. I give one to each of the dogs and let them like really smell me. So maybe they'll recognize my smell later. The dogs are well-trained and well-behaved, so they don't jump around and stuff, but they seem happy. Okay. Is there anything in the master suite that looks like private papers or like private information? No, it's extremely tidy. You can tell that there are two closets, like a his and hers, like they each have their own walk-in closet. There's a big, uh, what's that piece of furniture called that you sit at to do your makeup? It's like a dresser with a big mirror on the top. Vanity. Yeah, there's a vanity. There's some like slippers on the back side near the like the quasi outside area where the dogs are. Just a really tidy bedroom. Shall we continue our tour, my lady? Of course. She takes you out of the master suite and she says, come along. And she goes south towards the south wing where Emily's character is snooping in a bedroom. Okay, I follow her. All right. She walks past the dining room and she opens the door. Emily. Did I hear it? You hear someone open that door into that little hallway that had five doors earlier. I hide under the bed. Roll a stealth check. 17. 
All right, so you hear these two voices that sound real snooty as two people come in. You can hear kind of through the wall like, oh, yeah, here's this is a, a modest bathroom if you need that through this door. And you hear a door open. Is the mudroom through there? You can get to the stable if, you, if needs be, but it's always locked. You can't take enough precaution. And why, my lady, might you lock your stables? What if you wish to take a horse out? You're such a silly man. And she takes the opportunity to like bat you with her hand and like lingers her hand too long on your chest. And it's like a little bit awkward. And then she closes the door, which Emily, you can hear. And then you hear the door to the room you're in, Emily, open up. This room belongs to our local botanist. She lives with us. She didn't have any other family in the area. We always say, once you're in the company, you're in the family. How very kind of you, my lady. Most people would not take in help into such close quarters. She motions you to follow her into the room because she's going to show you this door that's in the room. It's a closet. You follow her in? Yeah, yeah. All right, then as you follow her in, then Donna comes in to her room and she goes, Hey! What are you guys doing in my room? How very rude, young lady. This is the lady of the house. She's giving me a tour. Lady Serena Finn says, Oh, Donna, I was just explaining to this gentleman uh, how great of a botanist you are. You don't mind showing him some of your plants, do you? I would quite like to see those. To which Donna does not seem excited about. And she says, Listen, I came in. I got to use the bathroom. Maybe I can show him these plants a little bit later in the night. I just need a little bit of time to myself. Um, I would like to try to persuade her to show me now before the potion runs out. Before the bathroom? All right, make a persuasion check at disadvantage because she's got to pee. I get it. I get it, girl. Ten. Just give me a second to go to the bathroom. Jeez. All right. All right. And then she goes over into the bathroom. Um, Is there a and bathroom now- attached to her room or is it the other one that oh in that little hallway that has five doors one of them so like right outside of her room like across the little mini hallway is the bathroom so now the three of you are in a room but Jaxo is hiding under the bed yeah will Lady Finn and Donna find Jaxo under the bed can Hap learn the location of the map from Lady Finn Will Drell find anyone that wants to talk to him at this party? Find out next time on Burglar Mystery Tour. It's the Bardic Mystery Tour. There's only one thing we implore. Tell all your friends and they'll tell more. Warn your sheriff cause we're kicking indoors. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.
Pittsburgh.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com.